Don't you wish there was one thing you could do that would help decrease your anxiety and increase your focus and your concentration and just basically make you feel good all the way around? And wouldn't it be fantastic if that thing was free and legal? Well, on this episode of College on Fleek, that's what we're going to talk about. The thing you can do that is free, legal, and will totally change your life for the better. So stay tuned. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. Today, I'm gonna share with you the one thing you can do that is really gonna make your life so much better. But before we get into that, let's take a motivation minute. In our last episode, we talked about how to achieve your goals and really what we were talking about was creating new habits. One thing that will keep you motivated is if you create a habit to do something. Because once something is a habit, motivation doesn't really come into play. You don't sit and think, am I motivated to take a shower or am I motivated to brush my teeth? Because it's a habit and you do it sort of automatically. So find something that you want to be able to get done regularly and then create a habit out of it. For example, I always wash my sheets and my towels on Friday. So on Friday morning when I get up, I don't make the bed, I strip it and I put fresh sheets on it. And when I'm done with my shower Friday morning, I put all the towels in the washing machine. So every Friday I'm washing my sheets and my towels. So I don't ever have to wonder, when was the last time I washed the towels? Or when was the last time I washed the sheets? It was Friday, it's always Friday. And I don't have to ever psych myself up because now it's a habit. Friday morning, I get up, I strip the bed, I finish my shower, I, put, I wash the towels. That's the power of a habit. So find something and just create one habit for yourself. Now, in every episode, I like to give you a study hack or a success hack. Today, I'm gonna give you a success hack, but if you want the mother of all study hacks, go to collegeonfleek.com and get the Study Smart Toolkit. That is the three-step study system that I created for myself when I was in school. I had terrible test anxiety, and I know a lot of students struggle with that, or maybe it's not even as bad as test anxiety. Maybe you study, but then you get in to take the test and you just can't remember, or you can't get it out of your brain and onto the paper. Well, that's what the Study Smart Toolkit helps you with. And I've seen my students who follow what's in the toolkit, I've seen them literally go from D's and F's to A's and B's. Now, I'm not a magician, and I can't guarantee you're going to get A's and B's, but I can tell you that the students that have used these techniques, I have personally seen them go to A's and B's. A lot of times students ask me, Professor Dittman, can you sit down with me and teach me how to study? Here you go. That's what the Study Smart Toolkit is. It's a video tutorial. It's me sitting down with you one-on-one -on -one and showing you step-by-step -step what specifically to do when you're studying. It works for any class, any major, high school, college, graduate school, 
So go to College on Fleek and get that Study Smart Toolkit. Now your success hack today is pretty simple. Write things down. You might feel like you can remember things pretty easily, but I think we've all had the case happen where you forgot about a homework assignment or you forgot to read something for your class or you forgot about an appointment that you had or you forgot that there was a quiz. So get in the habit of writing things down and write them down in a place where all of your stuff is. So maybe you use a tablet, maybe you use the notes on your phone, maybe you have a little notebook that you carry around with you, perhaps you have a spiral notebook. It doesn't have to be fancy, but I would recommend don't use little scraps of paper because they have a tendency to get lost. Capture all of your written down items in one place. That way you always will remember them and maybe every day or once a week you go through and put them on your calendar to make sure you're not going to forget to get them done. But successful people write things down. They don't take the chance of just relying on their memory. All right. This is the good stuff right now. You wanna know how to decrease your anxiety, increase your focus, help you just feel better in general, help you remember things and be more creative. Don't you wish there was a drug like that you could take? Oh, but wait, it's free, no hangover, and it's legal. I'm talking about meditation. Okay, don't panic. Don't turn off the video, don't panic, chill out. Don't be scared. A lot of times when we say meditation, people get nervous like, uh-oh, I'm gonna have to like chant and do yoga poses and you know, it's gonna be all weird and woo-woo. No, I'm gonna say meditation, but when I do this with my students in class, I call it breathing because that's all we're really asking you to do is just sit quietly and close your eyes and breathe. Now. In class, when I first start having the class do this, there's a lot of, oh, this is dumb, this is stupid. And then last semester, halfway through the class, I had a guest speaker, so I told the class, I said, we're not gonna do our breathing today because we have a guest speaker. Oh no, Professor Dittman, come on, we have to do our breathing. And by the end of the semester, I said, we're just gonna do five minutes. And by the end of the semester, it was, can't we do 10 minutes? Because think about, as a college student, how often do you get to just sit and close your eyes and just quietly be? And I play a little bit of music, but you don't have your phone, nobody's gonna bother you, you don't have to be doing anything. All you're supposed to do is just sit and breathe quietly for five minutes. And it really makes a difference. Many times the students at first are hesitant or resistant, but I've had them tell me things like, it helps me focus. I don't feel anxious after we do it. Uh, one student last semester was struggling with real serious anger issues. And he told me, he said, the only time I really feel good and calm and peaceful is right after we do our breathing. So a lot of times meditation has a spiritual connection and I'm not gonna really get into that today. I really just wanna talk with you about the science of meditation. In your body, of course, you have the central nervous system and the central nervous system is, you know, your brain and your heart and your central nervous system controls everything. But what's behind the central nervous system is called the autonomic nervous system. And that is something that you have no control over. 
So you, you, I can hold my breath. I can control that. I can go for a run and get my heart rate up. But the autonomic nervous system, I can't control. In other words, I can't control my digestion. It's just gonna be happening. I can't control that the blood is flowing through my body. I can't control the fact that my heart is beating. I mean, of course I can increase my heart rate, I can decrease my heart rate, heart rate, but my heart is going to be beating no matter what. My lungs are going to be expanding no matter what. That's autonomic nervous system and it's beyond your control. You cannot control it. Now, inside the autonomic nervous system, you have the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and digest. And the sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight. And you've probably heard of that. That's when you'll hear the story of, you know, a mom will say the, the car rolled over my child and I don't know what, what, I just, all of a sudden I had superhuman strength and I just lifted that car up and saved my baby. And things like that are real because when you're in that sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, your body pumps out specific chemicals, adrenaline and cortisol are a couple of them, that allow you to literally run for your life or fight to the death. And a lot of things happen when you're in fight or flight. For example, your body will divert blood into your extremities so that you can run really fast or you can fight. It will shut down your digestion because it says, look, we don't, we don't wanna eat a sandwich and we don't need to digest the sandwich because we've gotta run away from this saber-toothed tiger. And then a lot of times what'll happen is your eyes will tunnel vision, focus on the threat or on how you can get to safety. A lot of times people, if they're, if they're in a situation where they're held at gunpoint, they'll say that it's like the only thing they could see was the barrel of the gun. That's legit because that's your brain focusing in on the threat and they'll say it seemed like everything kind of slowed down and was in slow motion. Again, that's your brain tuning out everything and just looking for either the fight option or the flee option. Now, interestingly, a lot of us spend the majority of our time in that sympathetic or fight or flight state, and we don't realize it because it's become normal. We're stressed, we're overcommitted, we're adrenaline junkies, and every time your phone gives you a notification, that little, like, oh, text message, oh, social media, oh, Instagram, that gives you a little cortisol shot, which is a stress hormone. And while it makes you feel kind of like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm on it, but that's adrenaline and cortisol, and your body can't sustain that. It's very stressful. So what's interesting is that we also see a lot of women who are struggling with fertility. Now there's a lot of reasons for that, but one of the possible explanations is that when you're in that sympathetic nervous system, when you're in fight or flight, you're stressed a lot of the time, your body is saying, we don't wanna have a baby, it is not safe. When there's adrenaline pumping through your system, your brain says, we're not safe, and cortisol tells your brain there's not enough food. That's one of the things cortisol com communicates to the brain. So when you have adrenaline and cortisol pumping through your body, your body says, 
we cannot get pregnant, we cannot have a baby, it's not safe. Also, remember I just told you that the body will divert um, blood away from digestion and into your extremities to power you. A lot of, when you see people right now who have, who have irritable bowel syndrome or any type of digestive issues, many times it's because that rest and digest function is switched off and you're in fight or flight. So it's bad, you don't wanna be there. Where you wanna be is the parasympathetic nervous system and that's your rest and digest. That's where you feel peaceful, you feel calm, you can focus, you feel clear, you can come up with ideas, you're creative, you can think on your feet. And I told you earlier that within the autonomic nervous system, you can't control that. So if you've ever been upset and someone has said to you, calm down, you need to calm down, or maybe you've even said it to yourself, like, I've got to calm down, that doesn't work. It actually will make you more stressed. And there is nothing you can do to make your body switch from fight or flight into rest and digest. There's only one thing science has determined that will switch over to rest and digest. One thing science has determined, and that is extending the length of your exhale. That's it. There is no other way for you to transition from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic, zero, extending the length of your exhale. So that's why when I'm teaching this technique to my students, I just want them to breathe. So it's not about trying to get to some state mentally or trying to, do, trying to think, trying to not think. The best thing to do is just for five minutes, close your eyes, I recommend if you can have quiet, if not, if it helps you to play a little bit of soft, relaxing music, that is helpful. But close your eyes, that part's important. Close your eyes and then just for five minutes, breathe. And the best way to do it is just count your inhale, like inhale for three, exhale for five. And just do that for five minutes. That's a game changer. Now you think, well, five minutes, what's that gonna do? Well, the Transcendental Meditation Organization, a number of years ago, discovered that in any city where just 5% of the population meditated for five minutes a day or more, crime went down. Well, you say that's a, that's a coincidence. Maybe, maybe not. But five minutes a day makes a tremendous difference. One of my students started doing this and she said just five minutes in the morning before she would go out to class and it really helped her with her focus and her concentration in her classes. Now, ideally, I'd love for you to do 10 to 15 minutes twice a day, but don't, don't start there. That might be overwhelming. Just five minutes a day. Close your eyes and just breathe. So count your inhale, inhale for three, exhale for five. Do that for five minutes. I promise you, it's going to make a huge difference. Again, when you're in that fight or flight, your brain isn't able to activate the areas of your brain that allow you to remember things and focus on details and concentrate. This is why a lot of times if somebody is a victim or a witness to a crime, that they may have an eyewitness account that is completely wrong because your brain isn't 
focused on what color shirt was the person wearing or how many gunshots did you hear. In order to focus on that type of detail, you need to be in the parasympathetic or rest and digest system, which you can't do if you're afraid. So when you need to pay attention in class and remember details and even be creative and be able to write a paper or come up with a speech, then you've got to be in that rest and digest. And also, if you do have any tummy troubles, then this will start to help you shift into probably feeling better physically. One of my students shared with me that she struggles with anxiety, and I know many of my students do, and I do as well. She went to the doctor and he put her on a medication for ADD. She doesn't really have ADD, but it's a stimulant and it really made her anxiety just so much worse. She couldn't even function. And I reminded her about our breathing for five minutes just to try it because at least it will take the edge off of that anxiety and that fear. If you struggle with anxiety, you know how debilitating it can be. And I always say with techniques like this, well, it may not help, but it sure won't hurt. So hey, next time your teacher catches you in class with your eyes closed, just be like, hey man, I'm meditating. Don't try that in my class. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever meditated? I'd love for you to put in the comments if you've ever tried meditation before. College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue. So we wanna hear from you. We wanna know, what are you struggling with? What do you need help with? What will help you really crush it in college? As always, you can connect with us at collegeonfleek.com and join us next week because we're going to talk about creating your own tribe. That's right here on College on Fleek.